Welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. I want to thank you for joining us for episode 20 of season two. Um, we are going to be going to episode 22, so we only have two more episodes after this. So thank you so much for joining us in this journey. And um, today I'm excited we have something a little bit different. My wife and I are going to be talking about four ways to keep the romance alive. Uh, a little bit over a year ago, last Valentine's Day, we wrote an article for a blog that I do with a couple of my friends um, called The Sanctuary Blog. It's I, I don't talk about it a whole lot. It's specifically targeted towards Seventh-day Adventist young adults um, or young people. And so it's a very narrow niche that, that we're targeting. But if if you'd like to check that out, it's medium.com slash the sanctuary blog and that's the dash sanctuary dash blog medium.com slash the dash sanctuary dash blog and uh, it's the sanctuary blog and on that a little bit over a year ago chelsea and i did an article called four ways to keep the romance alive where we talked about four ways that we've found in our marriage and uh, we've been married for over two years now that we have found have helped keep our romance alive and so Hopefully, the, you find something beneficial and helpful. And uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Chelsea about romance. Today, I am very privileged to be joined by my wife, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea, everyone. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. So, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago... I wrote a blog post, well, we actually both wrote it together, called Four Ways to Keep the Romance Alive. We wrote it for a blog that, that me and a couple friends um, keep. It's called The Sanctuary Blog, and uh, it seemed to be very enjoyed by the 20 people who read it, so... <laughs> I mean, when I was rereading it, I really liked it, so at least there's one person. So I thought that maybe we could um, share a little bit about what those ways are and share our four ways of keeping the romance alive. So I think you had the first one on the article, so I'll go ahead and let you lead off. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it's interesting the way that we started it out, especially a year and a half ago, because we definitely had not been married that long. And at this point, we're um, two years, a little over two years being married. And um, we had kind of, we made the comment that maybe people would think, well, what, what do these two newlyweds what kind of wisdom do they have? Um, and it's true that obviously we don't have years and years under our belt. However, we still have that giddy feeling and that that romantic feeling that a lot of couples crave and want again. And coming from that perspective in that sort of environment, um, we shared the pointers, the, f the four things that we thought were really important. So I feel like they kind of have, they come in with a, a pretty strong impact. And, and we do have years of experience with two. Two years. True. We can finally say that. Yeah, so the first the first thing that I wrote, one thing that I've really found has been important in our marriage to keep the romance alive is being interested in what each other is doing. Um, for instance, something that I had written at the time that is still true is um, things like um, your airplane passion, Joel, and uh, doing things and asking about things and listening to you when you share those things. Um, for instance, <clears throat> this past April or last month, we went to 
um, to send and fund down in Lakeland, Florida, which is an mm-hmm. international fly-in. Mm-hmm. And perhaps not a, a <laughs> lot of wives may have been as excited about going and, and staying in a tent in hot Florida while looking at airplanes all day. Um, I actually had a lot of fun. And, and more than for me, the reason I had a lot of fun was because I saw how excited you were to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, vice versa, things that are really important in my life or things that are, are taking a lot of time in my life that you're very interested in when I come home from work and you have breakfast ready and you ask, how was your shift? Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously is something that takes up a lot of my time as well as a lot of my energy. And so you asking that for me is so important mm-hmm. as well as encouraging things that maybe I'm not doing yet. For instance, like, um, writing, I really enjoy creative writing and that's something that I've not really pursued in the last little while. Um, simply because I've just not made the time to do it. Uh, but every once in a while you'll say, you need to write something, you need to write something. And, uh, and that encouragement makes me feel, all right, he's listening to me and he knows what's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it, it makes the other person feel very important when, um, when they know that you're interested in them. Yeah. And so, you know, you being interested in airplanes, maybe not, but at least pretending you're interested <laughs> in airplanes <laughs> helps because I, you know that it's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. So very good. All right. The second way that we have found that keeps intimacy alive, or the romance alive, sorry, is to um, find ways to have intimacy throughout the day. So, you know, we're all very busy, and uh, a lot of times we we can get distracted with different things, and and we end up just kind of passing each other in the house, and I spend time in the office, and you spend time in the living room, and, and... you work nights, so oftentimes you're going to be gone during the night and sleeping during the day. And so we, we often don't see each other a whole lot. But when we do, it's it's nice to connect. So, you know, just touching your arm as we pass or something. I remember when we were, um, this was even before we were dating, when we were at summer camp. The um, We were uh, we were both counselors at uh, Camp Albapines. And I remember I would usually like touch your arm as you walked by or something. And, and one day, apparently I didn't do that. And you thought that something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. <laughs> you had this little like, well, I'm not going to go too far sort of pat. It was just like, like, I, I want to really give you a hug, but I shouldn't. So I'm just going to pat you on the arm. And, uh, and that just became something very familiar. And that was our normal. So yeah, when you did it, I was, I was thinking something is terribly wrong. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, even, even things like that, that shows that you're connected with someone. Or, you know, take, take a few minutes and, and uh, snuggle on the couch. Or, um, or, or kiss your wife as you walk by. You know, things like that, that, that we've found to be extremely helpful. Um, wonderful way to keep the romance alive. I was just looking at, at what I wrote. Um, you know, whether it's it's through physical touch, like a kiss or squeeze of the hand as we pass, or a text letting me know that you're thinking of me, it just lets me know that we're still connected. And that's that's another way that I think we've um, we've tried to do pretty good. We, I feel like we were a lot better at this when we were long distance of texting each other randomly throughout the day. Um, but, you know, we, we still do that occasionally. And, and when you're at work or um, or I'm gone, you know, we'll send a text just saying, thinking of you or praying for you or I love you. And, uh, and that, that helps as well. So. Yeah. And, and, and reminiscing about something that, that you may have had before, for instance, um, 
something that we do when we're apart. And this is a little like view into Joel and Chelsea's life. Something that we did when we were dating is we would send eight emoji kisses, like the little emoji that's still blowing a little heart. It's like a little kiss. Mm-hmm. We would send eight of those for whatever reason. We came up with the number eight. We did. And oh well, you want to know the secret to that? What? It's because on the old iPhone, eight fit completely across the screen. <laughs> Uh, oh, and I messed it. Was, it was your OCD. <laughs> it was my OCD that came up with eight. So it doesn't work anymore on the new iPhone because the screen's gotten so big <laughs> that it, it needs more more than eight. But that, that's how eight came about. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. New fun fact for me. Um, so eight kisses. And we would send that to each other every every night and every morning um, when we would say good night or good morning. And when we're... Apart, when often I'm working and you'll text me and say, hey, I'm, go- I'm going to bed, you know, love you, we'll see you in the morning. You'll send me eight emoji kisses. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've been, that's been going on for three years now, four years. And, um, and that's just something that's kind of reflective about that new beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes couples can, we can forget that as life continues on, as new seasons, you know, obviously we're not the same as we were three years ago mm-hmm. and our relationship is not the same. Um, but there are certain things that you can reflect back on to kind of bring back those new feelings and and to re reignite that romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. So what's the uh, what's the third way to third keep one. the romance alive? Um, so the third one, and I even say it in my blog post here, that it, it sounds obvious and pretty cliche, but it's absolutely important, and that is plan something romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, as we continue and in, in life, um, and we as I mean just in general, all of us, um, we have things that are added to our plate. We have a new sense of busyness. And because you're together all the time, generally, you often forget those little things. And you often forget, you know, you're thinking, okay, we only have, you know, this one afternoon together, but this just came up. We need to go take care of that. You know, we're going to go do that instead. And we'll, we'll plan. I mean, we're going to see him tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of continue mm-hmm. on. Um, and it can become, it can, it can, in a, in a very <clears throat> subtle way, put up a wall between you and your partner. Um, because, and it's perhaps even unbeknownst to you and your partner because it's not that you're doing anything on purpose. You're not going up to their face and saying, I don't want to plan anything to do with you. It just doesn't happen. And it can become the normal to not mm-hmm. have those special times together. Mm-hmm. So um, things that, yeah, like planning planning date nights, that's super important. Or things that maybe just bring a little extra, a little extra, I'm thinking of you. Um, I remember one time, uh, this is another in look to Joel and Chelsea. Um, <laughs> is uh, um, Joel is is so good about getting me a card for our month anniversary. Call us millennials. We celebrate our month anniversaries, and um, so um, every uh, every month on the twelfth, um, there is uh, a card normally waiting for me, and uh, my husband just says, "I love you," and uh, every month. I faithfully forget to get a card. <laughs> well, one month I was thinking, I just, I'm a terrible wife. And so um, my husband had a, he was doing, or Joel, you were doing something um, to the, or for work you were gone. And uh, and I thought, okay, I'm going to make him a card, but it's not going to be just any card. It's going to be a card. So I filled up an entire wall 
with a <laughs> happy month anniversary, honey. It was, I think, our, like our seventh month anniversary of being married mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, I made seven hearts out of pictures, and it was just pictures of you and I. And uh, so that when you walked around the corner into the hallway, it just kind of like met you there. And um, I mean, I think it was, I think you liked it. Oh, I definitely liked it. <laughs> I was very surprised. <laughs> um, so little things like that. It makes a huge difference, and it's something that definitely keeps the romance alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And especially when you're married, we've found that it's very difficult to to keep doing romantic things, keep going on date nights. Because it's like, you know, what's the difference between eating and date night you know mm-hmm. what right because <laughs> we're, we're always we're always together obviously right. i think once we have kids it'll become more of a a difference between date right. night and other things but but when you're just a couple you still need to have that mm-hmm. um as well so planning romantic things very good well the last <clears throat> the last pointer or, or way to keep the romance alive is I guess kind of obvious, since uh, or probably cliche as well, like Chelsea said, um, for um, you know a pastor and and his wife giving you marriage advice, um, <laughs> and it's keep God the center of your relationship. And uh, you know, I know I know that sounds cliche and, and maybe kind of obvious, um, but it's so important to do that. And and the reason is. You can't love another person until you learn to love yourself. Right. And you look at the, the two great commandments that Jesus said, you know, love, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. There's really three commandments in those. It's mm-hmm. love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. And you can only love someone else out of the outflow of the love you have for yourself. And the love that we have for ourselves is only found one place. And that's when we look at the price that, that Jesus paid on Calvary right. for us. And once we realize how much we're worth and how much we're loved, then we can love someone else. There's a song that the, um, that the Gaithers sing. It's called, um, oh, my mind just went blank. It's, uh, <laughs> I am loved is the name of it. And, and the chorus goes, I am loved, I am loved, I can risk loving you. Mm. Um, and and the, the verses talk about you know, how, how God is, loves us more than we could ever um, love anyone else. And because of that, because we are loved, we can love someone else. Yes, yes. Um, and so keeping God the center of that. Yeah, in a practical way, I think, <clears throat> is um, having a couple devotionals mm. or prayer time. That is something that definitely keeps. Uh, you need to have your separate also, um, your relate. I mean, your own relationship and time with God. But having it together as a couple is really important. Um, and I know it can be difficult. It's difficult for us. We don't get it every day. Um, but the times that we're able to read together and pray together, it makes a huge difference and keeps God the focus for mm-hmm. both of you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely a good way. And um, you know, and 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 I think you hit that as well. Is we need to be concerned about our own relationship with God as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I need to make sure that my relationship with God is, is good because if I don't, then I tend to be a pretty terrible person <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> and that is definitely not a way to keep romance alive. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are about out of time. But any closing thoughts, honey, about ways to keep romance alive? It really important is... I feel sometimes society has this negative connotation of, well, your head's in the clouds and you're still on the honeymoon stage. And my advice or last piece of advice to couples is embrace that. Mm-hmm. If somebody tells you that, rejoice. Mm-hmm. I don't think our cl- our head should ever be out of the clouds. <laughs> um, we 
it, we may um, infatuation is often used as a very shallow perspective, but you want to be infatuated and so in love with your spouse and embrace the honeymoon stage. And I hope that for those that feel like they've gotten away from that, that you're able to come back to it um, because it's a great place to be. Yeah, it really is. Keep the romance alive. Well, there you have it. Four ways to keep the romance alive. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Chelsea. If you are married or not married, if you're not married, uh, hopefully you were able to stick these into your tool belt and apply them um, when you get married. And uh, if you are married, hopefully this was able to help you in your relationship. You can find us online at faithandhoperadio.com, on Facebook at Faith and Hope Radio. Uh, music was provided by Dexter Britson under the Creative Commons license. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and uh, give us a good rating. Five-star review always helps. Um, hope you have a wonderful week. God bless you. And until we meet again, have faith and hope.